Hello and welcome to Character Canon. I'm Michelle. And I'm Matt. And today we are going to be talking about Lore Olympus, which is a webtoon that Matt and I both super duper love and you should too. It's very great. And it's by a lovely lady named Rachel Smith. Or used Band-Aid on Twitter, I believe is her Is that her handle? Yeah. (laughs) I should know that. I follow her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a word of warning before we get started. Um, This series does contain mature themes dealing with... um, domestic abuse, sexual assault, and and things sort of in that vein. And they're a very important part of the story and the characters. And so we're going to talk about them, but we're going to do our best to remain sensitive and not uh, get too involved into it. Yeah. Because it is important. It is a part of who the characters are and a part of their journey. And a part of our world. And Absolutely. It, and we're, I'm really happy that this author They're talks covered in about a, this and does it in a really beautiful way. Yeah, very tasteful. Yeah. Um, but so we're going to we're gonna talk about that a little bit. So if that is a topic that is sensitive to you, our listener, um, Just this keep is... keep that in mind, This please. is your forewarning. Um, yeah. So a little bit about the story itself, if you have never read it, which... <laughs> Go read it. Read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in, in case you missed our trailer saying why you should read it. Um, so it's a modern day take on Hades and Persephone, the Greek gods. Um, and basically this author takes all these different Greek gods and puts them into a modern setting. And she calls it uh, deconstructing myths to apply modern day social conventions. And it's super cool. It's cool too because we get to see all these Greek gods. First of all, they're they're not they don't look like normal humans. They have like different well, I mean, colors. They do. I mean, they they are they do look like humans, human shapes. But like Hades is blue and Persephone is pink. Yeah. So like and yeah, <laughs> so they're and all so different so colors. Forth. Yeah. Um, and I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> Did you lose sight of where you were? I totally lost what I was talking about. So. It's it's sort of this modern retelling. It takes place in Greek times, but in you know in Olympus itself, it's sort of this modern skyscraper-filled environment. Everyone's got suits and all this fancy stuff. Right. So they the all they all look like they're in modern day America, basically. Yeah. But anytime they go to Earth or like the mortal realm, right. They put on togas and, and it's like legit ancient Greece, yeah. which is such a cool way to consider that. Yeah, it's really almost neat. like. Our culture is where the gods are at at this point. They're yeah. just like, yeah, we like this 2020 outfits and cars and all. And that was a, yeah, that was a really cool style choice um, in terms of making it interesting. Like it makes it neat and it sort of gives it a more casual vibe. True, like, but it's, more it, approachable. it's also funny too because there are moments where we see the characters in like. 80s and 90s get-ups yeah, and yeah, we're, yeah so like they're aging with it but like however many years in the future and sure. it's it's just quite funny but anyways we're gonna start off today Excuse i'm me. dying we're gonna start off today talking about hades oh snap oh snap so, i love i love hades yeah, so much why he's, do you love hades gosh he's just great like i i i couldn't tell you like as a as a you better tell me this is a podcast all right fine so all right all right all right here's here's the deal right he's my love interest from this series he all right he's, be. he's honestly the best as a perfectly straight man he's gosh he's so the best. sweet and such oh, yeah. a gentleman and everyone treats him so bad oh yeah and like, i'm just like you poor just, baby he's like, such a hurt person i know but he does such a good job at understanding where people hurt but only when they deserve it. When they don't deserve it, he's like, forget you. <laughs> he does, <laughs> In a great he way. does have a cruel side. Oh, sure. But but I think that's it's it's weirdly a difference in culture. So we, we want to kind of go through this story. Unlike uh, what we did for Avatar, we want to kind of go through this a bit more in pace of where the story went. Um, so we probably won't jump around quite as much, but that definitely will still happen. Um, but so, hey, uh, Hades king of the underworld what a gentleman what a gentleman he's he puts up with so much gushing yeah uh Uh, (laughs) and his brothers and everyone else his oh my gosh i no. oh my gosh okay first of all let's talk about the main theme of hades which is the poor guy is so lonely 
Like he's oh, just yeah. struggling with. I mean, he's been alone for. So what is it? He's like two thousand something years old, right? Uh, yeah. I think I think that's yeah. what they said. Because at some point, someone like asked him, "How how old are you again?" Because yeah, yeah. the thing is that he's hitting on Persephone and doesn't realize that Persephone is a 19-year-old baby, and he's this 2,000-year-old <laughs> man. And at the beginning, when he finds her attractive, everyone is, like, super mad because they're just like... Yeah, he's like, who the heck is that hot chick down there? And they're like, oh, snap, that's Persephone. And then it's not till later that they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, she's, like, 19. And everyone's like, uh... <laughs> Literally, there's this, like, freak-out moment he has where he's like, wait, she she can't be 19. Like, what? what? And he's like, he's, like, going back on their conversations, and he's just like, what? Uh, wait that, wait what that was really inappropriate of me <laughs> it's oh gosh it's it's just so he's so he's so great i love his internal dialogue all the time but yeah like you like you said he's a lonely dude yeah i, I really want to talk mean, about that for a second yeah he like all right so first of all king of the underworld not exactly your first choice for new cool friend um i believe he's the oldest son too so i'm super uh, mad that zeus is no, I don't think that's the case. I think it's Yeah. Is it? I yeah. thought it I thought it was Zeus no. and then him and Zeus then... so the origin story of Zeus is that what is it, Kronos, I think oh, is no, their father? You're right. You're right. No, 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 Kro- no you're Kronos ate all the siblings and then Zeus was the last one and Hera or not Hera, oh my gosh, Gaia. Fine Gaia? Gaia. Uh, Gaia? Uh, I always say Gaia. It can be Gaia. I'm not sure. So Gaia finally uh is like no i'm not gonna do this again and then gets him to eat a rock instead of zeus and then zeus saves him so he's the youngest but he's the king of the gods it's also um one of the one of the things that we see throughout the series is that all of the other like base children they're called like the traitors Mm -hmm. um have yeah they call them that yeah the the titans refer to them as the traitors because they betrayed the titans and sort of overthrew sense. them and became the new rulers. I mean, but, their dad ate them, so well, I think that's fair. Um, but uh, all of them have scars on their bodies. Yeah, I noticed that. for Zeus. Right. Um, because he never got eaten. And I guess right. it's like from being eaten and acid and stuff. I don't know. Some, for some reason. It's very cool, though. Like, I like... I like how it looks. I like how it's sort of a theme that emerges very subtly. Right. Like as the series yeah, goes on. Yeah, I didn't notice it on my first read through, but when yeah. I was reading it through again for for this podcast, I noticed. So I knew that Hera had scars on her stomach. She's and then got, uh, I think she's got some on her back as well. She might. And then I think I, at one point she wore like a backless dress to show them off or something. Yeah. And then I saw Apollo or not. Oh my gosh, not, not Apollo. Apollo. He doesn't. Not have Apollo. Stinking scars. Uh, no, and he's not one of the well. Poseidon. Um, I don't remember seeing him on Poseidon, though I believe He's they're there. He's got his eye scar. Yeah. Hades, I remember seeing them. And then um, Demeter, yeah. I saw it on her back. Right. But I remember... Oh, that was Demeter. We That's saw, right. Yeah, yeah, hers was on the back. So I saw... At first, I couldn't see it on Demeter. So then I was like watching for it. And then later, they had her in yeah. a backless dress. And I was like, oh, there's the scars. But yeah, like all like all of those characters are damaged in some way. And, they're, and in a way, they're you know and shock her surprise greek gods have faults <laughs> um but uh uh so many faults like i mean even ignoring... if anything like representing why you don't want to be immortal because this is the yeah. crap you're gonna deal with yeah and it's it's a sort of thing where traditionally in greek myths the gods could just do whatever the heck they wanted because they're the gods and they can do whatever the heck they want um and i imagine they got blamed for lots of stuff but it's the sort of thing where even as, you know, real people in this story, they are so it's it's a gosh dang sitcom. I so It really is. So all right. So if you're just tuning into this the day it comes out, um, I think the second episode of season two of Laura Olympus will be out. because um, episode one came out just this past Sunday from where we're recording. Um, Which I haven't read yet because I don't want spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk we're about it. We're not gonna them talk about podcast. we're not gonna talk about season two at all. But, but I'm so I, um, excited. It's going to be so good. I read the I read the recap episode for all of season one, which is like 115, 20 chapters I or something. I think 119. Yeah, it's 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 actually not that long, all things considered. Uh, but it's still very good. Um, it's a good read. And but, I cannot stress enough how beautiful the art is. <laughs> um, but I read the recap episode, and it's, it's seriously straight up like last season on some sitcom <laughs> like seriously it's it's in it's insane how much i was on like, the gosh, island of the lost I, I would i would watch a tv show 
that was just this bang uh, each other <laughs> and it's terrible and they're abusive and mean uh we're not going to talk about lost that's an entirely different thing that we're never going to discuss <laughs> in this podcast because gosh anyway I've, I've never even watched Lost. oh gosh it's such a ride but we're not talking about that hades uh is a person so hey he's at a party right uh-huh and he's he does he has to come the ultimate taboo yeah he's like i have to go to this gushing party because i have like okay i bring my girlfriend it'll be fine he is like hey minth his girlfriend i'm here to pick you up and she's like oh well i don't actually feel like coming tonight and he's like no no no. but but you said you would come like we're i'm here like we need to go and she goes well did you buy me that thing i wanted he goes yes she's like well thanks but i still don't want to go with you he's like why not she's like because you smell like death Ugh. and it's like she Ugh. works in the underworld yeah like so get he has over to go to, yourself so he has to go to this gushing party i mean he's she's his also, secretary uh, right not so, to mention we yeah. find out later that he was planning on proposing to her that night oh snap uh but so he, he goes to this gushing party he's miserable his brothers are there. Hey, Zeus Being and, the worst, Zeus and Poseidon's, ah, Poseidon's fine. Poseidon's fine. He just pops up at the funniest moments. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where, like, I imagine we'll see more of him, like, in yeah. later parts of the series yeah. that aren't written yet. But it's, I mean, he is also a famous kind of philanderer and is kind of a not a great person either. But um, in this, in the context of this series, he so far has just been a goofball, and just pops up whenever Zeus and calls just kind of yeah, he's just kind of fun. Um, he doesn't really do anything very serious up to this point. No, uh, he's been used in a very fun way though. I I like I like how he is in this series. But so anyway, so you know, Hades goes to this party. His girlfriend sucks. His life is awful. His brothers are a bunch of dirtbags, and. Oh snap! Who's that on the dance floor? It's a super hot chick that he's never seen before, and he and he's like, and "Who's that?" She puts Aphrodite to shame. The ultimate taboo, <laughs> which she doesn't, you know, exactly take well. Aphrodite does not. But so Persephone does not know that Hades made such a stupid mistake. But well, so he finds out. To, she finds out later. I need to. I need to get this out here. I I started this series like forever ago. Probably when it was about half written, I started this series. I read the first three chapters and I put it down. Um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it for whatever reason. It just wasn't really doing it for me. And then it wasn't until later, and actually your recommendation, because I, I got you into reading some webtoons and you were like, hey, have you heard of Lore Olympus? And I was like, uh, maybe. What, it, like, can I take a look at it? And I was like, oh yeah, this one. And you were like, it's so stinking good. You have to read, read it. it. Read uh, it, read so it. The went one back time I actually get him to read something. <laughs> uh, that I had already started reading. So take that. Anyway, uh, so I, I, I went back into it and uh, I, I, I realized it's not until about seven chapters in that I was like, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can get behind this. Um, I think it took the author a little bit to kind of get oh, sure. into her groove, too. Sure. Even the art style has changed a little bit from the very beginning. I think it... Um, so, I, I mean, I didn't start reading it until uh, it was a little bit farther along in the series because I just... I like to start off at a place yeah. where, like, there's the story's already started. You want to binge it a bit? Yeah. I've, uh, I've read a couple series from, like, chapter one up till where they are now. Uh, and I, I like doing that. I think it's really fun. Um, but I do know what you mean. I do love binging some stuff. But so so we see Hades and he's he's super into this girl and he tries to talk to her, but things don't work out because, hey, she gets kidnapped. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. By her. Welcome to Olympus. Yeah. By Aphrodite, general jerk mm-hmm. and her son. Eros. Eros. Great Who's character. Cupid, I love, technically. love Eros. Um, but so. Basically, in order to prank Hades and get the respect that they need. Uh, because he's offended Aphrodite. Yeah, whatever. Because uh, he's a very prideful person. Shocker. <laughs> um, I feel like I keep saying shocker surprise on this podcast, and it's not a thing I say in real life. <laughs> I honestly didn't notice. Anyway, so they put Aphrodite... or Greek names. They put Persephone in his car so that she wakes up and embarrasses herself at some point. Uh, very petty, dumb, kind of harmless prank, but with the context of who she is and why she's there, not really that great. Also, I'm going to take a pause real quick. So, 
this is something we learn about Persephone pretty quickly on that she is a future member of an organization called the Goddesses of Eternal Maidenhood, which means you need to be a virgin forever. Yeah. Uh, and it's like Athena's part of it, and um, uh, uh, I'm blanking because I hate myself. Artemis. Artemis, and there's there's another one or two. Um, Hestia. Uh, um, yeah. But so there's a there's a couple of them, but so they they will you know are forever virgins, and that's you know their choice and. Persephone is a candidate to be one of them. The Eternal Goddesses of Maidenhood. That's the one. Uh, what is it? T G T T T G. Oh, I don't know wait. how you're having a hard time with this. Just it's the literal well, first. Well, yeah, letters. but I don't think I feel like they skip something. T G O M. Yeah, T G O E M. It's T E. Wait, it to go M. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um. But so she's a, you know, she's a future member of this. And what was I trying to say? Oh, gosh, you made me lose it. She's supposed to be a virgin? Yeah, but before that, what was I talking about with Hades specifically? Uh, he was trying to get her attention. And then they and throw then they Persephone in, in the a car. car. And gosh, what? I don't remember. It's fine. Um, it'll come back to me. Okay. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm awful. Anyway, so... I throw Persephone in the car and Hades gets all the way home. He's, he's fuming. He couldn't, you know, his light already sucks and he couldn't talk to that girl. He gets home. The girl's in his car. Oh, snap. Literally so, gets home and so, she's just in the back of his car. So what does he, does he do? not know what to do. What does he do? He puts her in a guest room, tucks her into bed. What a great guy. He's what, so a, cute. what a great stinger guy. He's so sweet. Um, and he, and there's, there's sort of this, he feels attracted to her and he feels like, he feels like he should do something to her. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So. I'm proud of you. Persephone. Gosh dang. Future uh, member of this eternal virgin cult alliance. And. And. She doesn't have a dress to wear to this party. So Artemis gives her this really. I guess I would deem it very kind of inappropriate dress. Uh, to wear to this party that she knows is being thrown by Zeus, the man who goes and sleeps with everything. Kind of a weird call, in okay, my opinion. Okay, so, like, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's how she thinks. Oh, no, no, no. That isn't how she thinks at all. But she does, she does notably hate the big three up there. Um, sorry to borrow Percy Jackson I think that- ideologies. Well, and it didn't even matter because Zeus wasn't interested in Persephone sure. anyways. But also, like, come on, Matt, it's not what you wear that has anything no, no, to do no, no, with no, no. it. Although I, Zeus I, is no, 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 I agree. I agree entirely. It just is surprising to me that she owns that dress because that doesn't seem like a very Artemis outfit. That's fair. Okay, okay, I can you know, get with and, that. I can get and it. it's even yeah. it's even stranger to me that her that her friend, who she later admonishes for not always paying close attention to. Her appearance and how much she might be showing off gives her a dress that shows off so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing, and I'm not saying that you're just surprised. Yeah, it's it it it's and it's the sort of thing where I think that it's sort of a thematic device to to illustrate just how beautiful and attractive she is, and how you know how it, she might catch the attention of someone like Hades. But I don't know. It was it was just a weird call to me. I don't know. That's fair. It's fine. That's fair. So anyway. Back to Hades. Back to Hades. He's super gentleman, and he lets her sleep, you know, the night in, in in his guest room. Totally forgets she's there. Totally forgets. The next morning, he hears a dog barking. One of his dogs. Oh, it's Cerberus. What's Cerberus barking at? Oh no, I have a, I have a, I have a pretty lady in my house, and she's gonna get eaten by my three-headed dog. Um, Which, by the way, yeah. fun fact. Um, so, in preparation for this episode, I was looking back at some of the Greek mythology um, because you know it's interesting and I like it. So, well, I, I like it. Um, so, fun fact that Cerberus in ancient Greek yeah. is basically the word for like spotted. So basically, yes, I did hear about this. He named his his dog Spot. <laughs> Hades, Hades, the god of the underworld, named his dog Spot. It's very funny. 
But so Hades, super dog person, by the way, in this series, was something I love. He has so many puppies. He's got, I think, nine dogs at the beginning of the series. He's got Cordon Blue, a little tiny fluffy boy. Fluffy, I'm reading this literally fluff, off fluffy, fluff. episode nine. He's got Mushroom, just uh, the cute husky dog. Yeah. Uh, Russell, who's a little, I don't even know what he is. He's just a little. I don't know dogs. Maybe well, like a Shiba Inu you. or something. Uh, JP, who looks like some kind of monster dog. I don't know. Um, he might be like a golden Hades retriever will or something. Adopt any dog. Uh, Fudge, a very tiny, tiny little boy. Big John, who's a giant, like pure white dog that he has to carry with both arms. I want to know how he got all these dogs. And Cerberus, and he, he picks up another dog Spot. later in the series. He, um, I think Rachel actually said the author of the series said that um, most of them are strays, and I assume he picks them up similarly to how he does the dog later in the series, mm-hmm. where he finds them in the mortal world, kind of abandoned or abused, mm-hmm. and it's like this is my dog now. Mm-hmm. Get your and I love how he just wants to show Persephone this new little, little he's so puppy excited. pup. Yeah, and yeah. then she sees him, and she's just like, and she just like melts on the floor. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, oh, the reactions, the reactions in this series are so stinking great. Just like people being people mm-hmm. you know what i mean i gosh these characters feel so human despite the fact that they are the product of one of the most dehumanizing efforts of making concepts you know what i mean yeah that's fair and i, I think that for hades and persephone specifically i mean Persephone's young right literally yeah. only 19 years yeah. old and these other gods are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old and but there is something so human one could about, say thousands perhaps uh-huh. well not all of them well, the the traitors are yeah but i think some of the other gods aren't necessarily yeah. that old but anyways i think that persephone really represents this um hope for for hades that brings some of his like human instinct back or at least the the sensitive kind or softer sides to him back um and because we just see her kind of like come in and be all of a sudden this bright spot like he was in such a dark place surrounding himself with people that didn't really care about him didn't love him like Minth, zeus um even hera like and even just it was so interesting to me that he kept coming to this point where he's talking to hera and he's like i want a wife and Hera's like i didn't know that and he's like yes you did like is it not clear to everyone that i'm very lonely yeah but even when persephone is like presented as an option for him he when he seriously considers it he's like i couldn't do that to her yeah i have too much baggage well i have too much baggage but also he's like who wants to be the queen of the underworld like no one little does he know well i mean (laughs) it's not that she does you know like well but i think that there is this whole there the bringer of death there's this whole other side to persephone that isn't what we see originally as persephone because she hasn't fully gone into her who she is as a god and so i think that she has all this potential to be that or what would be representative of a queen of the underworld and it's just that she herself doesn't really see it in herself others don't necessarily yet see it in herself although it's probably about to be revealed in season two Mm. based off of this mass murder that she did in the spoilers it's not spoilers it's in season one um so for reference, uh, if you're not that familiar with the series, uh, Persephone, the goddess of spring, um, the name Persephone means bringer of death. And the reason for that is and, that she and, brought the death. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she starts off. So she is raised in the, the mortal world, the mortal world with her mother, Demeter, and her mother is the goddess of she's the like the former goddess of spring yeah the original but just like of nature in general and yeah so she's like in charge of all the harvests in spring and fall and whatever like all this different stuff yeah and she is a very strict mother especially representative here she's very protective of persephone they have this close bond and in the real like or in the ancient technically i don't think like winter exists yet yeah, I don't think winter exists yet because yeah. that's so the the original telling of Hades and Persephone is that basically Hades was this awkward bean and didn't know <laughs> could saw Persephone but didn't know how to say that he wanted to I mean, he's also be evil. with her. I don't think so though because Zeus and Zeus especially was known as this 
guy hooking or well this god hooking no, 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 up with all these different people evil in a different way like more but, just the 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 deity of death you know what i mean yes but he's represented that way but i think in the stories of greek mythology sure he's not actually a bad guy mm. like that that is what happens in mythology like it's sure it's really he's represented as a bad guy because you would think that the god of death sure. would be that way but it's not really really who he is um at least not in a way not in the ways that we see like the other gods i guess um at least he's not out there sexually abusing women like zeus well it's because no one wants to sleep with him um i'm sorry do you think people wanted to sleep with zeus probably most of it was rape. i mean yeah you're correct but like it's the sort of thing where there were I mean, yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it was when I they mean, you're say correct. they were seduced. Sure. Well, there's also. They those, mean, uh, I mean, there's also the um, there's this sort of idea in a lot of sort of uh, cultural dynamics like that, mm-hmm. where you have like gods who can visit like mortals and stuff like that, where there is this level of weird like desire and attraction, like so. Not to not to go on too far of a tangent here, but like the Percy Jackson series is kind of an indicator of such a thing. You know, people are attracted to these beings. You know, for for one reason or another. I I do I, a lot of famously the stories of Zeus and his hedonism are very not okay for a lot of reasons, and also fairly unrealistic for a lot of reasons. Um, but I I do know what you mean. But it's the sort of thing where, I don't know, it's, Hades is, is, a, is a weird example. I, I think the, the author talks about uh, excluding, like, one myth, Hades doesn't really have any affairs or anything like that. But so anyway, you were saying um, he's an awkward being. Yeah, so he's an awkward being, and he sees Persephone, and he really likes her. Yeah. So basically what he does is that he sucks her into the ground and takes her into the underworld against her will um and basically demeter rightfully is like super upset and is like what the heck like zeus and like goes to zeus and is like zeus you got to get my daughter back like what's happening so basically he sends Ares to go Ares, yeah he sends Ares to go after persephone and basically says um he'll go get her but if she's eaten anything then she like we're in trouble so he goes down and finds out that Persephone is eating however many pomegranate seeds, yes. right? And so basically it's decreed that... So Hades and Persephone end up getting married. They, I think it's something like six or I, four. I think it's less... Yeah, I think it's four. It's the amount um, of time that winter is, I believe. Yes. And basically what happens is that this is the myth that describes why winter and summer happen. So it used to be kind of like a spring to fall thing happening. But now, basically, when Persephone goes down into the underworld to be with her husband, Hades, that's when winter comes because Demeter gets super sad and also the spring goddesses down in the underworld. So then the world becomes kind of cold and winter happens. And then when Persephone is coming back, then Demeter's happy. And so spring starts to happen and then they have summer and then fall. And then Persephone goes back to Hades and then we have the cycle all over again. And that's how that's where this myth kind of came from and so persephone um in most tellings of hades and persephone is does fall in love with hades and even i was listening to a podcast about this myth and they were saying that really i mean gods don't have to eat so the fact that she ate the pomegranate seeds kind of shows like a sense of like she was comfortable down there and like felt at home and was willing to partake of this part of the underworld and um and and i like to believe that this was a just even though hades shouldn't have taken her without asking and in this telling in lore olympus that's not at all what happens although it's funny because he kind of like is like because he could he's a god like and zeus would let him but that's not who hades is and he doesn't want to take her against her will um and they end up falling in love anyways well so so, all right well what's going to happen is they're going to elope and also um well she's got to run away from her overprotective mama (laughs) there's a constant constant theme in the series where hades likes giving her stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot uh, and a big name brand in the underworld is pomegranate 
if you haven't noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, it's everywhere. It's kind of staying everywhere. I think the brand of laptop uh, that she wanted was a pomegranate. There's been a couple drinks that are pomegranate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and Hades constantly is trying to give her stuff. And I think that stems from his insecurities of he doesn't think he deserves her attention. And so he... Well, yeah. I mean, he's constantly in this, like, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. And, and really, and... This, I feel like somewhat sprouts, I mean, from a couple of different places, right? Like, one of his insecurities is that he feels like he looks like his father. And he feels mm. like, you oh, know, his, gosh, his, his evil father that, like, took, like, all these kids, his kids and ate them, you know, because he was so worried that they yeah. were going to take his power, right? And so, Hades feels like he looks like his father. Gosh, that was, uh, well, he does, first of all. When he when he he has like his super godly form where he like transforms into a super crazy version of himself and his skin turns into like the night sky and his eyes glow like white and he's super nuts. Sounds awesome. It is awesome. You read it. Come on, you saw it. Um, when did that happen? I don't uh, remember that. He does it when he uh, tears out the photographer's eye. Oh, oh, and then when he oh, okay. puts it back in. Um, and that's how that's how Kronos looks. And there's this amazing I say amazing, this awful scene where he's in a fight with Minth, his his really just misguided and unfortunate and really kind of mean girlfriend. And she who who, who is a Yeah, well we'll talk abusive. about her. Um and she and they're they're having a fight and she has done something wrong but she doesn't she doesn't want it to be her fault and she lashes out and says the most hurtful thing she can that the reason that no one loves him is because every time they see him they think of Kronos the man who literally ate his children and tried to keep them all prisoners and 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 good old Hecate steps in hecate 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 i say hecate. i will say just so you know i think hecate is my favorite character she's great um she, do you know she's the god of or the goddess she's of, one like, of she's one witchcraft. of the author's favorites as well uh i i, knew, I was i knew it was like i was like looking it up because i was like what is she representative yeah. of and it was like witchcraft or something and i was like yeah all right all right all right hecate yeah i think she's one of the author's favorites i think she said she, her, her powers are the most fun um but you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna keep saying Hecate. Uh, Hecate steps in, and I don't know that I'm right. And just sure. in my head, it's Hecate. She steps in, and it's like you need to go. You need to get out of here, Minth, because that's not okay. And and stuff. I imagine her and, saying it much more darkly than oh, that. Sure. But yeah, okay. And Minth instantly, instantly in the scene is just I need to apologize to him. I I shouldn't have said that. And she goes. Look, you're you feel sorry for yourself right now. Like you're you want to apologize so you feel better. Get out. Yeah. And she and then Hecate goes and gives Hades a stinking hug because he stinking needs one. Like it hurts. It breaks my heart seeing Hades in this series because he's just so stinking sad all he's the time. He's so broken and he just and it's so hard. And he thinks that he deserves it and it, yeah. it breaks it breaks my heart. He's such a broken guy and it and and my heart really goes out to him. And I think that that's part of what makes the series so much fun and so great is that you know, we see this we see this damaged guy and suddenly there's this ray of sunshine in his life and she she makes him happy mm -hmm. and safe. Mm -hmm. And and he says that. He talks to as he's talking to Minth about their inevitable uh you know yeah, final cause, breakup cause, yeah because minth was saying when because they like they've been on again off again for like yeah, even before the fire. series even started and basically minth and him decide to like really date for real and he and she says to him i let's be broken together like she's broken he's broken let's be broken together they want to be a hot mess and so when they go to finally finally break up he's like i don't want to be broken together i want to be whole like i want to feel how i feel with persephone all the time and and like you don't it, give it, that to me right she doesn't give that to him and he deserves that and i'm so happy that he recognizes that 
that he can have this and that he doesn't have to be in this horrible relationship with these people that just make him unhappy all the time and so i just feel for him like being lonely for thousands of years and then and dealing with all these insecurities and all this hurt and so just to have percy i i call her percy persephone in his life and just offering him so much joy and happiness and love and she's just so she doesn't even i think half the time realize how much she's impacting him and how much I mean, he. She just brings such a smile and joy yeah. to his face. Um, and oh, I, I meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, Persephone is slowly going crazy, and her like one good thing in life is Hades, and even then, it's hard because they're trying not to be super into each other because she's got, you know, this burden of I, I have to be, you know, a, a goddess of eternal maidenhood. And because it's it's part of the reason I can come to Olympus and get away from my mother and live a real life and they've paid for my schooling and I can't just throw that all away for no reason. And 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 Hades wants a physical relationship with somebody, um, you know, and, and an emotional one for sure. But, you know, he talks about like he had options to marry like Hestia and he said yeah but you know an eternal virgin isn't really my speed uh like if you know and that like that's totally fair you know like people aren't allowed to have wants in a relationship and and desires and that's fine um and and for persephone like it's not that she doesn't want those things too it's just that she's been she feels she, obligated right and so there's just this pressure on her from she's all these different yeah. well all these different women around her that are telling her oh this is great this is how it's going to be you're going to be you know you're a great candidate for this thing and um and it's going to be great and so she's there's a point where she's talking to hades about this and he's like do you even want to be a part of the eternal goddesses of maidenhood and she's like you know what i'm i'm trying to figure out right now if this is what i want yeah. or if this is what everyone's telling me that i yeah. want and and meanwhile she's just getting more and more stressed because of life and and specific people and circumstances and it's just building and building and building and building and we see her grades start to slip and we see her just not have as much she just never saves space anymore mm-hmm. and and she's just constantly filled with unease. Um, so I think I think we should sort of get into one of her big balls of stress, and uh, perhaps one of the more sensitive issues we're gonna we're gonna cover here. Um, so fairly early into the series, um, enter Apollo. Yeah. Um, you know, so future god, god of, of the sun, god of music and yeah, poetry art and poetry. I think he's also like somewhat prophety. Yeah, uh, I think it, it doesn't really come up yeah. in this, but yeah, I think yeah. that technically he represents so, um, that. Yeah, college frat boy. Um, big Who player. Who is used to getting his way. Oh, yeah. And he's so... A go- the, the literal golden boy of... I mean, he's purple, but, you know, you know, as the sun god, sort of the golden boy of Olympus, you know, the mm-hmm. up-and-coming star. He's the college quarterback. He's the... He's the... Uh, Who wouldn't love him? Yeah, gosh. Ever, He's so charming. I'm Apollo. And, and handsome gosh. and talented yeah. and whatever. Oh, yeah. So, um, so hey, he and Artemis are related. Persephone is living with Artemis. Twin, twin brothers the, and sisters. The only reason that Persephone was allowed to come to Olympus is because she gets to live with Artemis, one of the fellow goddesses of eternal maidenhood, and who and can Artemis, take care of her. As one would trust their sibling, trust that... Her she doesn't usually let men in the house, but trusts her brother to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean in it's her house. brother. I mean, yeah. you know what's what's they've always hung out. They're siblings, you yeah. know. And um, and Apollo sees. Uh, I guess the best way I could describe this is fresh prey. And yeah, I mean, he sees this beautiful woman, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I'm so amazing, and perfect. Who wouldn't want he, me?" Yeah, he instantly hits on her, and she she's like, "She's not really about uh-uh. it. Um, not about this guy." So she's already had some interactions with Hades, and is already like, not that she would have liked Apollo anyways. Like, it doesn't she's matter. Crushing. But like, she's starting to crush on this other guy, and all of a sudden, this this dude Apollo like walks up to her, and she's like, "Who?" What, yeah, what? she's suddenly really out of her comfort right, and zone, and he's like trying to like they're like at the store and he's trying to like take things from her and be like oh let me be a gentleman and she's like i'm fine like leave me alone please um 
But so he he ends up taking advantage of the situation and um so she goes to bed and is like asleep and he like knocks on her door and is like hey like you've been leading me on let's do this thing and she's like what and super confused and she's in this place of like not knowing not really wanting to be a part of the eternal goddesses of maidenhood and seeing like almost like an out and not understanding because she's so young and naive like the signals that she might have been giving which she wasn't so she in the heat of the moment accepts you know his although she doesn't really want it yeah she and and throughout the whole thing as it's happening she's confused and and not enjoying herself and she says and she she kind of is like i just waiting for it to be over i think at one point she even asks him to stop um and then um and as an important plot point he takes um, he takes some pictures um and and then when they're done he just leaves and it's it's awful. It's absolutely terrible. It's it's really terrible. It breaks my heart. I think that the only the only like this is it's 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 bad. Uh, you know, I and I think that it is you know, the I I love that the next scene is her calling Hades. Mm-hmm. Um and them just and and her just being able to put it behind her for even a moment mm-hmm. and and escape this 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 awful thing that just happened to her and she and Hades share such a like a beautiful conversation they talk for like four hours mm-hmm. or something and it's a really cute scene it's mm-hmm. really fun and uh we get to see Persephone wrapped up in a in a blanket it's really cute um she just is like squeezing the blanket tighter and tighter. She's asking him questions, like deep and personal questions that yeah. she might or might not want the yeah. answers to. Um, and and she's able to escape this awful thing that happened to her. Um, and she has to sort of hold on to this by herself for a little while until, gosh dang, hero of the readers, Eros comes in. I love him and, so much. And he. So- because he is Aphrodite's son and technically Cupid, he they have the ability to mess with any human or being that is not a virgin, essentially. And so when he sees Persephone, he recognizes that she no longer is a virgin. And so when they're alone, he asks her about it and essentially is like, oh, how was it? That's so exciting. Da, da, da. Um, and she's kind of like shying away because obviously this was not a pleasant experience and essentially he's like he's kind of starts to catch on and so they he's like why don't you show me and so they, and so touch, they can share memories right you know? so they touch hands and i mean instantly he and her are crying together as he recognizes this pain and this horrible horrible thing that happened and i myself was i oh, mean yeah. i just started it's, sobbing it's like and I just appreciate Eros oh, so yeah. much. And he and he helps comfort her and help her understand that what happened was wrong. And she said, I accepted it. He labels it. it for what it is, yeah. which is rape. Which is so, I appreciate that he oh, gave yeah. her that label so that she knows she did nothing wrong. Because she's like, I messed up. This is on me. And he's like, you did nothing wrong. That is not Absolutely. okay. He cannot do those things. And validates her and helps her to see the truth of the situation. And I just respect that. And then he like he's able to kind of comfort her. And yeah. they end up... Um, and, there's, and, and one of the things I appreciate is that there is no romance between the two of them. Oh, like, no. Like, no. So one of my favorite tropes ever is guy-girl friendships. Because yeah. I believe with all of my heart that guys and girls can be friends and it doesn't have to be romantic. And they don't have to deal with this dumb stuff that, like, everyone has to be jealous of this relationship. Like, you're, I, power to whoever, whatever, whatever. But if your significant other is super not okay with you being friends with people of the opposite gender, I understand that's how That's a conversation people, for them. Like, you right. Know, like, like, you have that conversation. But I think that, I mean, I have guy friends that 
I mean, I would never be romantically interested in. They're yeah. just some of my good friends. And so I love not only Eros, but also Aries. I love their relationship, well, too. Well. There's, there's, flirt, <laughs> there's flirting, but it's not a romantic thing. Like, it's just... I think I think for Aries, it is a little bit. You think so? Oh, gosh. I think, I think well, only in the vein that Aries was like, oh, an impressionable young woman who is pretty cute oh my gosh, and oh my kind gosh, of Oh my gosh, me. oh my gosh, I met Hermes. I was going to say, Aries, I met Hermes. Aries was I kind of I think I said a, Aries earlier in the podcast, too. I met Hermes. <laughs> Aries was kind of a call. And Red also, flying no, Hermes. No, 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 no. Hermes is definitely into Persephone. Um, I don't think He so. totally has a crush on her. Um, that is 100% accurate lore. Uh, the author confirmed it to me. Rachel, shout out. You told me. You didn't. She didn't say that. But uh, Stop lying. No, no, no. But ser- oh, come on. It's like the most obvious thing in the world. Seriously, he... Disagree. We're moving on. <sighs> All right, whatever. But no, no, no. Uh, doesn't think, matter. He doesn't have a chance. I so. think I think Eros is uh, definitely bi, but uh, he... Uh, he has a most, he has somebody he's interested in most of the greek gods are by yeah oh no, no 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 absolutely but like he's i would almost describe him as like the super cool gay best friend that you would see in a lot of tropes like this oh my god but he's definitely the super cool bi best friend that you see in this specifically um you know what i mean that's not meant to be derogatory or insensitive in any way but it's like the trope that exists i think it's more than i recently that, watched that rebel wilson comedy movie yeah. where she's she <laughs> where wakes they up, make fun of she gets in a coma and wakes up in a rom-com and she's got and it's a trope that you have a gay best friend who cares more about your love life than their own right right and all this right. stuff very dumb and accurate uh <laughs> i hate i hate rom-coms uh except this one this one's it's great definitely a great commentary on rom-coms yeah but that's not what we're talking about uh we didn't even say the title of it uh, isn't it romantic that's I, what it's called uh but so but so Persephone's able to to get some of this out and and so one of the things that Arrow says is, is talk to someone. Yeah, talk to someone. Like you don't have to tell if you are not comfortable telling anyone, that's fine. But please, like, here's my therapist number. Yeah. Like everyone in this series has a gosh dang therapist, and I really like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, Hades does too. I like that. I like that people and we never see those meetings. Right. Like that's just a thing that people have right. and do, and that's healthy. Yeah. And I'm like nice cool cool, like normalized therapy yeah um gosh but um so we're able to see uh persephone get some get some help with this and later Hera has a realization as to what's going on you know something something terrible has happened to persephone and is trying to piece together who did something terrible to persephone and she she thinks it might be apollo because of she has like a vague amount of prophecy power. Yeah, she also like she has like a list of the guys it really could be. Yeah, and kind and, of is like putting she, um, two and two together. She, she was, and I think the clincher was she asked her husband Zeus. She's like, "Hey, what do you think of Apollo?" And he goes, "Handsome, strong, talented. He reminds me of a younger me." And it's like, ah, oh. It was him. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of this. She doesn't have any proof, and Zeus won't let her do anything about it because. Apollo is the golden boy and sort of the title of an Olympian is sort of a status symbol um, in this society, I guess is how it's phrased. Um, And Apollo is one of the new big name Olympians. He's a big stinking deal. And uh, and if suddenly it were to come out that he did some really distasteful stuff, you know, that wouldn't look good for the Olympian image. So Zeus is like, no, we're not going to do that because Which you don't have so proof. Which is so hypocritical of yeah. Zeus. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, who's Who's in an affair currently that we see at least one. Um, Although, to be fair, in, in this story, they are they are, rep- they are making it seem like the partner Zeus has, Zeus has wants to have sex with him. Oh, yeah, sure. Because, again, I do think that is the case for some of them. Um, yes, but I think... Especially, in, especially as a non-human. ancient Greece sure. mytho- yes. Greek mythology, it was not consensual. Yeah. Well, and that uh, again, that being the case that most of them were humans, you know, to a god, but these are sort of god figures all interacting with each other in sitcom style. Mm-hmm. So it's more... It's likely to be a bit more consensual consensual in that specific instance it's also a little bit more modern sure take and taste yeah yeah culture is a bit different i say a bit it's very different and stuff so um but anyway so persephone is going crazy because all this stuff is happening to her and piling up in her life and suddenly she doesn't really feel safe in her apartment with artemis anymore because her brother comes over all the time it's very sad and he he's constantly trying to 
And I think one of the things he says is, you're my girl now. Yeah, he's, like, trying to gosh, date her. what a creep. He's, oh, my gosh, she's so creepy. And he wants to, he's, just he's like, trying to pursue her and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, get a grip and a life. Literally, stop. Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I was kind of, I kind of said this earlier, but, like, he, he sees the prize and he's like, I'm going to get the prize. Absolutely. And he is doing everything in his power to yeah. get this prize. Yeah. Treating Persephone much like an object. Um, and also just, like thinking that he can smooth his way into this and she's like she's like how do i get it through your thick skull that i am not interested that that night there was no us it was just you that i don't want to be here i don't like you i don't like you at all not romantically not as a person like so she tries to show him by stealing his liar and his response to lear liar it's liar liar yeah and sorry i don't know um, <laughs> cutting it up and yeah cutting one of the strings because she's like i don't know how to get it through to you i want to damage something of yours so you know what you're doing to me and her his response to this you know ever clever apollo hades has been telling you bad things about me hasn't right he? everyone is so mean to hades like he yeah. hades has sure. such a stigma about him yeah and i'm like y'all don't even know hades like you just avoid him yeah yeah, yeah. so rude and, and i love her line of like listen i don't think about you i don't you don't cross my mind when i am with anyone else you are not part of my life you know and it's oh Ugh. Yeah, this, Ugh. this might surprise you, buddy, but it's great. I literally don't care yeah. about your existence. And he, and you know, despite despite this, he just he doesn't he doesn't get it, and he doesn't he chooses not to get it, and he he continues to sort of be an all around dirt hole. Yeah, and um, uh, and it's it's not a great time. And one of the one of the sort of the final straws of the series is he basically. She she says, listen, he starts dating one of her flower nymph friends who's come to Olympus. Yeah. And she says, you need to back the heck up, mister. You leave her alone. I know what kind of person you are and you need to stop or I'm going. And he goes, or what? And she goes, or I'm going to tell everyone what you did to me. And he says, if you tell anyone what happened, I'm going to post these pictures all over Fate's book, which is their equivalent of Facebook. Um, their only social media site really. yeah and basically basically blackmailing her um, uh, definitely blackmailing her yeah not basically. Uh, well yeah, yeah 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 um sorry normally i think of blackmail as like uh a form of extortion where sending he's actively getting black. something from her you know what i mean um oh, got it <laughs> sending mail <that's> black. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but uh and it's it's super twisted and i think that's one of the last moments we actually see her in the first season i'm pretty sure she disappears right after that yes because yeah because yeah, she we suspect that she's run away yeah um, she's she's disappeared she's yeah. gonzo and we don't know where the heck she went yeah um i uh which like I don't have my, blame her. I have my Honestly, theories. I hope she shows up at Hades doorstep. I really, I, really do. I have my theories. Uh, I won't say anything for now because... Well, I want to hear them. No, say them. Uh, no, no, no. One of my theories is based on the first episode Oh, you read the two. first episode? Of course you I did. Suck. Why wouldn't I? I uh, read it every Sunday. Every Sunday at, I don't know, probably like uh, 1 a.m. <laughs> I, I think comes it's out. like 11 p.m. Actually, or something I think it, like that. It usually comes out on Saturday. Um, like late Saturday for, yeah, um, like for Saturday, hey, you uh, Atlantic coasters. Um, usually it's Saturday evening slash night. Um, I know because my friend uh, like subscribes to stuff and is like, hey, I got the update. Um, but uh, you can also uh, read ahead with a fast pass if you want to pay for it. But so. Can we talk about Persephone's hair for a second? <laughs> I love, 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 love yeah. that part of what makes Persephone Persephone yeah. is her hair. Yeah. So her hair grows at like really rapid rates. She cuts it off all the time. And when it cuts, just so you know, it turns into rose petals. I don't know yes, if you've realized I didn't that. Know that. Yes. Um, but um, it's just so interesting to watch. Like, I just really like the idea that her emotions are tied to her hair. Yeah. That like when she is. Um, I don't. I haven't exactly tracked it, but like when she's really just feeling strong emotions of any kind, her hair starts growing. Yeah, usually or, positive emotions. Yeah. Usually. Usually. But um, she can also manually grow her hair. She could just hair. 
um which is really funny there's i think in one of the q a's there's an image of her just like laughing maniacally as she's got hair like just growing <laughs> down her entire body um but uh yeah very fun very fun silly mechanic of the universe uh that she i can think just it just says a lot about her and i like that we get to see her not only in different fashion choices that are amazing yeah. but also like getting to see her hairstyle in so sure. many different ways and like that's just a part of who she is yeah. is that she gets to change think, her hair all the time i think my favorite of uh her many budding powers no pun intended um would be the fact that she could turn into a butterfly uh, <laughs> and, uh or or in specific instances many butterflies if she's feeling very excited uh in a ver- away. i say oh. excited very very into hades uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite episode my favorite episode is when she finally pats the ground to get hades yeah, yeah, attention yeah, yeah. and then she like she's like i know we have boundaries but like i just really need you to, like that's a pretty good just one. like cuddle me yeah, and yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> and i love seeing hades in his like sweatpants i just think it's like yeah. so cute to see yeah. them in their pjs and he like picks her up and I like puts her in bed well. yeah it makes sense it was like it was like underworld con of like 96 or something yeah, like yeah, that which yeah. is like what <laughs> um and um and just like just seeing them starting to take care of each other sure. and love each other and they talk about the kiss and it's yeah. just like he's like did you not like it and she's like no i loved it because he's just like you like ran away and i like how he googles well their equivalent of google or whatever like what a, when, yeah yeah when he, a goddess turns into butterflies what, like, does, what that does that mean, mean? <laughs> so juvenile oh my gosh, it's great uh i i also um i think in that same scene is you know she she's like i got excited and she um she she like makes a little butterfly uh and and he makes a moth that that goes up next to her butterfly and it's this pink cute not very detailed butterfly and this sort of elaborate black really big moth and this two this the contrast that is them you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i love it but i think i think my favorite one of my favorite scenes is him watching the tape of the first time he ever met persephone Mm -hmm. but doesn't have any memories of yeah um and and basically him stumbling drunk into the mortal world going what's up demeter (laughs) how's it going and and hecate is like uh bro what Hades, you doing? Hades is here uh and she's like haha that's funny it almost sounded like you said Hades was here and Hecate's like I did she's like oh no <laughs> lock everyone up hide everything go, and, go, go, and meanwhile go. Persephone who's spying on them is like oh, I get to meet the god of the underworld because I'm pretty sure at this point she's already killed all those people and is asking him about and wants to go ask him about mortal souls yeah um which is interesting because it's a lot more recent yeah than it originally you would think it, it yes it, when yeah it is in the timeline um, but so she she goes in and interacts with this drunk hades and he's watching this tape you know and she she disguises herself as a butterfly and is trying to talk to him and he goes who's this butterfly who are you <laughs> uh and is like messing with her and stuff and you know and basically like scares her as a joke and she turns back into her normal form except she's mostly not very clothed and um and Meanwhile, Hades, now time, watching the tape, goes, I'm never drinking ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, him accidentally, like, like, seeing Persephone in ways like that. Like, not that that's really, that's happened, like, twice. And I Mm -hmm. think once of them was because of Cerberus. He, like, pushed open the bathroom door while she was changing or something. And he saw, like the the edge line of her underwear and he's like you made me see her under things like, and like, do you understand what you've done <laughs> and she's like in the pool yeah and yeah. she's like oh i'll get out like you swim and he's like no don't, don't get out don't, don't get, get out. out you stay in that pool i'm leaving <laughs> like because he's very attracted to her yeah she's a very attractive character mm-hmm. um they're both very attractive yes they are um in weird different ways very um, very different ways uh it's it's great i love it i like that they're both not just like insanely hot super young people or like you know sort of the the older more maturely attractive kind of people like they're one and the other uh i like that and i like that they feel like people and they wear real clothes Mm -hmm. um and aren't just crazy all the time like it's it's so it's so nuts it's fun i like that that they make mistakes that i think one of my favorite things is 
they you know stammer and stutter which is something i hate about all sitcoms that they don't do that you know every single line of all time is just delivered perfectly and with incredible enunciation and stuff and i understand that time constraints or whatever but who cares this is great stuff they also get like embarrassed about stuff oh yeah 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 Yeah, which is so funny and and the artist just does well the author just does such a good job of like yeah there's just so many good human moments of them or like things that you, I'm like, yes, I, I totally, I, I totally get that. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. that. Gosh. It's just, they're just even to try to sum it all up. Cause there's so many points we haven't touched on. Mm-hmm. I think we'll probably end the first episode in a minute or two, uh, where we're going to finish up talking about Hades and Persephone primarily. Um, just in trying to summarize, they're just really stinking cute. Like, that's that's what I got. I love their relationship. I love who they are, how they are. I love that we know for a fact, hey, they get married. <laughs> like I know they I'm like, good. <laughs> right, like we get to hear from the fates that like this is like this yeah. is gonna be our queen. Like yeah. it's like it's only natural a king would want to hear about his future queen. And I was like, Yes, yes, <laughs> yes queen. Yes, queen. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's so pretty. Uh, but like it's just uh especially when she's crazy. Uh no, she's pretty all the time. Um, but it's it's so it's so wholesome. I love in a series when two characters are meant to be together. And you know it. And you're like, writers, you, you know it. You know they're meant to be together. You do this for me and everyone else. And they're like, yeah, but what if they were interested in someone else? And I'm like, you stop nah. that. You stop that uh-uh. right there. And like, they have a temporary fling with another character you know, of their own volition. And, and you're like... Get this heckin' crap out of my face! Like those two Rose are meant. Across like, those two <laughs> belong together, you know. And and I like that. This is that. Like they go through their ups, they go through their downs. You know, any relationship that happens between them and whoever else is a character, don't care. Doesn't matter. They're getting married, and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, and I I just really like Ra- what Rachel does with um with these romantic moments. Yeah. Like you just get so many moments where you're just like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, a couple just, more things about yeah. Persephone though. Sure, I, sure, sure, sure. I Sorry. love her boldness. Um, yeah, it's something she's that she's very just, upfront. And right, direct. it's something you continually see. Like she's just like, uh, kind of describe it, and like she's not very good at she's not she doesn't have street smarts, but she has book smarts, sure. right? She's so, a like, huge nerd. She's right. really good at chess, and <laughs> she is really good at chess. And part of that is that like, and she's like won a spelling bee, um, which I'm like, where? Like, where was the spelling bee? The Did she world. just go against the nymphs? No, like, she went against I, humans. It's fine. They have spelling bees, probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greek spelling bees. Um and um yeah, I just love that there's so many moments where she just says what she's feeling and even just like I mean, going back to that scene with Apollo, um, where she's like, I don't like you. Like just how bold it she is because she's trying to be extremely yeah. upfront and be like, This is how I feel. This is how I mean you know. she spent such a long time being cowed. Like right. by her mother and not being and she's able like, to do I what she wants. She's like, I have a voice. Yeah. And so I and I love too that with Hades, like she's kind of the first one to confess and be like, listen, but you're with Mint, and I'm not going to be this side woman, and I also don't want to do this to her. So like, we got to stop having yeah. these hand holding sessions sure. and whatever. Sure. And we need to have boundaries. You know. We almost kissed like seven times tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And. I love that she's being more mature about it than he is. And he also, is and he's like, trying, right? Like, he's like, he's like, I'm supposed to be the mature one. I'm older. I'm literally I need to, 2000 I, something I, I years need old. to keep these boundaries. Gosh, he's so stinking cute. I, I think one of my favorite panels in the whole series is like Hades is talking to Nyx, one of the, um, one of the Titans. And she's like, I've never seen a child with so many, you know, stresses and worries. And he's just like sitting in, in, uh, in Rhea's hand, just like his head in his hands, like making a really serious concerned expression. And I'm like, you're such a cute kid. He's like so what cute. the heck? I love Hades so he's much. adorable. Um, but yeah, uh, super cute. Just like 
be together already. Like, I'm fine with it because I honestly. I mean, they're officially kind of starting. There's just some. A couple, there's a couple. Yeah, I guess couple, there's a couple, a couple tiny itty bitty speed bumps. Yeah, um, she's technically still part of the goddesses of eternal maidenhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Apollo's and still he's being paying a jerk. her illegally so she can pay it off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and technically, like she's missing. She's the bringer of death, and yeah, they're about to thing. tell Zeus that. And if that happens, she's gonna get in trouble. They did tell Zeus that. Well, they were they were telling him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't know what. He's, yeah, he's he's like he's we need like, to do it. We need to check this out. If this is true, she's gonna be in big trouble. Which it definitely did happen. So well, the fates could lie. Um, and her name, and her mother, and everyone else. Uh, but anyway, Demeter's so, paying everyone off, or trying to pay everyone yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else you got? Anything else? I mean, I I could probably talk about a million more things, but this episode's already over an hour. Um. Just this is just really random. Sure. But so she's people keep being like, You're a fertility goddess and she's like, No, I'm not. <laughs> no, my mom would have told me about and that. And I just think it's weird that the only people that have really brought it up are men. Um, because yeah. it was like Hades and then I think Arrows might have said something and Apollo and Ares. Like they're the ones that are all like, You're yeah. a fertility goddess and she's like, No, I'm not and Well and um mortals as well yeah there was a and well yeah. and i think i think there's probably a reason for that like men can probably tell easier does that make sense yeah like it and and we don't really like i i don't know that it's ever explained very well like at any point in the series i imagine it's sort of the thing where like they can bless families and crops and stuff like that and it makes it more bountiful perhaps mm-hmm. that sort of thing yeah who knows yeah but anyways that's going to be the end of today's episode so thank you for tuning into character canon with michelle and matt <laughs> a bit backwards there um so uh join us next week for the the second episode where we'll talk about a couple other characters and probably still the main characters uh and if you didn't listen to our trailer for laura olympus we also gave you a heads up on what we'll be talking about after laura olympus which is full metal alchemist brotherhood it's a bit of a it's a bit of a watch i think it's 61 episodes we're covering the anime specifically not the manga although i probably will reference it from time to time um and so, you can watch it on netflix or Crunchyroll. yeah there's probably a couple other ones you might be able to watch it on the funimation website i also mentioned high dive and verve they probably have it yeah uh it'll be somewhere Go and find that's it. i mean we'll we'll give recommendations for why you should watch that in a couple weeks but um i mean just it's a really really fun yeah, highly recommended well, not fun but it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's dark but it's a really good series with a really good plot line so this is your official warning to go watch it before you know a week before the episode comes out and you go oh i haven't seen this yet i should probably watch it yeah so go do that yeah but and as always um we will take recommendations we would love for you to tweet at us at character canon go ahead and follow us i've been updating that for kind of what's happening um in the podcast world so if you want updates about what we're doing that's where we're primarily putting information so go ahead and go ahead and uh follow us on twitter and you can also email us at charactercanon at gmail.com i check that regularly as well so uh as my sisters want to say stay geeky yeah